Welcome to the Manifesting Doll Podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from No Diet Babe. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and weight loss expert. If you are a spiritual babe wanting to up-level your life around your body, health, wellness, spirituality, law of attraction and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to give you the tools, teachings and strategies to manifest the body and life of your dreams. As spiritual babes, we know to focus on love as opposed to fear. So get ready to learn how to implement spiritual teachings to weight loss, wellness and your daily life coming from a place of love and abundance. This is a celebration of how we can shift our inner perception of ourselves and watch our outer selves shift. You can become the best version of yourself and I'm here to help. So let's get started. Hey babes, welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from NoDietBabe.com and welcome to today's episode. So it's actually been quite some time since I recorded an episode. I'm like, wow, it's been ages because we did the five-day manifest weight loss challenge and then... Um, those podcasts always get taken down because they're only there for the challenge. And um, here we are, like, I haven't recorded an April, I don't think I have an April podcast. (laughs) But um, to be honest, you guys, I've been doing a lot of my own self-development as I always talk about on my podcast, like how much I'm so obsessed with all aspects of manifestation. But like, I'm not just talking about surface level manifestation, like on a conscious level, like I really get into subconscious work. I'm talking about like psychology work. I'm talking about like doing inner child work. Like I'm fascinated with manifestation and more of a scientific aspect of it as well, because the science really links in with manifestation because you have to understand the science like of the brain to fully understand manifestation. That doesn't mean you have to understand to the degree that I'm learning to be able to manifest. But certainly if you're having trouble manifesting, you do need to incorporate some kind of work that's deeper rather than just conscious, meaning surface level techniques to manifest. Because what's actually governing what happens to you like manifestation is a combination of what you're consciously doing in your manifestations, but also it's going to be according to your unconscious parts of your brain as well. So the best thing you can do to have full control over what you're trying to manifest manifest and to get the best results, you have to start bringing the unconscious into your conscious awareness. And so that's so much of the work that I'm doing in all aspects of my life. And it really does pay off. Like I was doing so much work around relationship manifestation and I have completely changed my reality around that and completely change the types of people that I attract, the situations that I attract. And believe me, it has nothing to do with whether or not you choose to meet somebody out 
like as you're out or if you're choosing to meet somebody on dating apps. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you attract from your vibration, from your belief systems, from your conscious and subconscious mind. So I really just need you guys to know that because this work is so important. It's so important for you to understand that everything in your life, whether it's financial, it's relationships, you know, not just with a, a person like a significant other or you know, sexual relationships, but also friendships and family relationships, all, all of it is to do with your mind. And so I'm really fascinated with that. And that's why I want to share with you that stuff. But also more importantly, the purpose of this podcast is really that majority of my life was spent figuring this stuff out around weight and food struggles and for so many of you that come into my my world come into following me on instagram or come into the facebook group or listen to this podcast i know that you've tried diets before and for some reason you can't get the results that you want And a lot of you will get the results you want, perhaps to a certain extent, or you will be able to lose weight to a certain extent, but the process isn't sustainable and the experience of being at that weight is hugely associated with struggle and deprivation and suffering. And so... We don't want that association because that's not real. It's just a projection based on what you've experienced thus far and your subconscious like relating back to all the way to your childhood and your relationship to food even from a young child. And that's what I'm really going to talk about today because it's so important for you to understand that on a conscious level, you can set the intention to lose weight and you can go on a diet and lose weight. And yes, diets and putting yourself in a calorie deficit by altering the foods that you consume, whether which way you do it doesn't matter, will generally result in weight loss. But if you're not able to sustain that weight loss, if you gain it back or if you find it really hard to do that, you have to incorporate another aspect to your journey. It is not just one aspect, you guys. Nutrition is just a part of the puzzle of getting to your ideal weight and staying there. I'll just say that again because it's really important. Nutrition is just a part of the puzzle of your journey to your ideal weight. It is not the only aspect. And that's what's really important for me to reiterate to the whole world because everyone seems to focus on nutrition And perhaps mindset work, but on a very surface conscious level. And you're missing out on basically 90% of what governs your behavior because your subconscious mind is like an iceberg, you guys. 
what you see on the surface is like five to 10%. And that is your conscious mind. The rest, 90 to 95% of what you do and why you do it is your subconscious mind. So can you imagine that you're trying to convince yourself to eat a certain way and to do certain things and to lose weight with five to ten percent of your brain like that's why discipline feels so hard because discipline and saying that it's purely about discipline is a very uneducated narrow-minded perception in my opinion no offense to anyone but it really is because you're trying to use discipline with 5 to 10% of your brain. You're going to be exhausted if you've got another 90 to 95% pushing against that discipline. You're going to be exhausted. And that's why so many of you are exhausted, okay? Because it's like you're, you're just trying to pull the weight. You're trying to pull against this like strong 95% of you. And you're just trying to pull with a measly little 5 to 10%. Like, of course it feels hard to lose weight. And that's why my programs, my courses, and my podcast, and all of that I give you is to help you with the 90%, okay? The 90 to 95%. Because that's where you're going to find things easier. You're going to experience a different reality where Weight loss isn't as hard as you've experienced it thus far. Your brain will want to go, but I've had it hard in the past. Cool, but we're creating your future now. So let's go. Anyway, before I continue, I have a really important announcement to make you guys. So I'm going to be holding a a really awesome free live training. Now, this live training is only going to be available for 24 hours and after that 24 hours it's going to be taken down and be a part of the bonus content that you get with emerge so you're only going to be able to access this as paid content after this so if you want to take part in this free training the training is going to be about self-sabotage it's going to be about diving into the 90 to 95 percent part of your brain that's working against your conscious desire to lose weight so we're going to be diving into different aspects of your self-sabotage and forming a relationship with your rebellious self the part of you that goes against your your true desires to lose weight okay we're going to be going deeper into these emotional aspects that are governing your weight okay so i highly recommend you sign up the only way to get access to this training is to go to nodietbabe.com slash self-sabotage and register for the free training you guys Also, another thing, if you are wanting to dive in right away, if you're saying, yes, I need to work on my subconscious mind right now, I highly recommend you join Emerge, nodietbay.com slash Emerge. We're open for the next five to six days for enrollment. And it's uh, six weeks, you get six weeks of support in the Facebook group and three live group coaching calls. We've actually already started the Facebook group support, but um, the six weeks will officially start from the um, the end of this month. So get in you guys because 
It's just so much incredible value and you literally get me supporting you as you post in the Facebook group about your subconscious mind work and I'm able to help you process it and work through it so you get deep, deep transformation, you guys. Super exciting stuff. So anyway, today I want to talk about hunger. So let's talk about is your hunger in alignment with your weight goals? And the reason why I want to talk about this is because emotional eating is such a term that I feel is way too narrow in describing what weight loss manifestation is actually about. When you want to manifest weight loss and then you say, but I'm not an emotional eater, you don't fully understand hunger and how it actually works. Okay, so I really want you to understand exactly how hunger actually works and why emotional eating isn't just about you feeling sad and then eating ice cream. Because a lot of people will say, but I don't feel an emotion when I'm hungry. And that's okay. Emotional eating doesn't always mean that you have an emotion underneath that hunger. It just also means that you're being prompted to eat regarding another stim- like another stimulus, like another type of trigger. Okay, so that's what I want to talk about today. So let's talk about eating behaviors. Okay, eating behaviors is what we're looking at. When we look at emotional eating, let's instead of the term emotional eating, let's say we, if you want to lose weight, you have to look and understand your eating behaviors. Okay, that is really the purpose of emerge and all the work that I do is to for you to understand your eating behaviors so that you are suddenly in control of your weight okay now hunger is the word used to describe the sensation of needing food okay so generally speaking when we say I'm hungry we're using that to describe a sensation of needing food But your experience of hunger or needing food is a complex multidimensional perception, okay, that you are experiencing. That is, when I say hunger as a feeling, the what I'm trying to explain is that it is a complex multidimensional perception that you experience. And it is not simply dependent on the gastrointestinal factors, okay? So when you talk about gastrointestinal factors, what do I mean by that? So let, let me just say that the, your, your experience of hunger or needing food, right, is not just influenced by your stomach and your small intestine and how much you've eaten based on like, oh, I've eaten this many carbs, I've eaten this much protein, I've eaten this much fat. That is not the only thing that influences your sensation of hunger, okay? That is not the only thing. It is part of it, but the extent to which it is experienced by you depends on social and conditioning factors that also influence your sensation of needing food and your eating behaviors. This is why 
I talk about what I talk about because your social, there are social and conditioning factors that influence your sensation of needing food. And that is the biggest reason why people do not have control over their weight because they do not understand just how much social and conditioning factors are influencing their need for food, okay? Now, this comes back to really understanding eating psychology. And if you understand eating psychology, you'll know that the way that psychology works, you've got classical conditioning, okay? So classical conditioning is just describing how we learn it's the it's classical conditioning is the view of learning okay because humans largely act on instinct and nervous system activity so here are some examples that um i'm taking from Leanne cooper which is actually the eating psychology certification that i did and like the um nutrition coaching qualification that i did okay This is just an aspect of how I'm going to explain it to you. But like she's describing like if you are a coffee lover, what happens when you give a whiff of coffee? Many of us suddenly feel like having a coffee or like when I start talking to you about food, like does your mouth start to water or when you what do you do when somebody holds an inflated balloon to your face and it isn't tied up? Do you squint in preparation for the rush of wind in your eyes? Like these are the things that she's describing in in the um, in this coaching certification that I did, right? And it's like these are all examples of classical conditioning. Okay, so basically, that does that make sense? Like that is based on. The, the conditions creating or eliciting a response based on our past experiences and our expectations of the likely outcome. So that's what classical conditioning is, you guys. So it's about a stimulus and an envi- environmental cue and a reaction. So when we talk about emotional eating, that is not just emotional eating, although it's, it's like it's a really dumb term, to be honest, and I don't like it (laughs) because it's really missing the point. What we're actually talking about when we talk about emotional eating, we're talking about your conditioning around food because your conditioning around food influences your experience of hunger from a childhood age, from years, ages two and up, your relationship to food started to form, okay? From ages two and up, you are now, your hunger is now dependent, is is not dependent, sorry, is influenced by your conditioning. So your weight is largely determined by your experience of hunger and how that interrelates with the intricate systems of your body, okay? So, 
you know, with, with classical conditioning, it's about a stimulus and an environmental cue causing a reaction. Now, sometimes that cue is an emotion, yes, but other times it isn't. Sometimes it's just circumstantial, it's social, it's environmental. For example, everyone else is eating, therefore you're prompted to eat as well because everyone else is eating ice cream, so therefore you want ice cream as well. That is an example of an emotional eating instance where you don't feel sad. You're not sad and that's why you want an ice cream. That's what, but it's still a form of emotional eating because your emotions, meaning your desire to have the ice cream in order to not miss out on the experience, is now governing your behavior, not your, that, that's not got nothing to do with your intestines and how much food is in there, <laughs> you know? Because that's got to do with your psychological desire to have the ice cream okay so people are making decisions around food that are not just about the physiology of the stomach and the nutrition that they actually need okay so this is why what i'm talking about in my courses and emerge and all of that And what I talk about in the podcast, when I say the word emotional eating, it's often misconstrued and not fully understood of how conditioning actually works. And people usually get stuck in their ego of like, I don't want to be labeled as an emotional eater. And we just need to take the emotion associated with the word, the meaning that it holds in the label, let's just like drop all that and just realize that we're all emotional eaters to a certain extent because our desire for food has more to it than just the physical need for food, like the fuel aspect. There is more to it. There's social aspects. There's other forms of of reward-based aspects and that's really what I want to talk about because basically the the next part you learn about classical conditioning and then there's like Harvard psychologist BJ Skinner um, found that this thing called operant conditioning or instrumental conditioning okay And that evolved from classical conditioning, right? And it's about the fact that behavior can be increased and decreased by pleasant or unpleasant events. Now, that means this form of learning involves reinforcement such as reward or punishment. Um, That's not just physical punishment, but also withdrawal of something we want or like, okay? So... It involves basically the reward. Now, if you've ever read the book Awaken the Giant by Tony Robbins, I forget if that's what it's called, but Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. talks about the pain and pleasure association. This is something that I go really into in Emerge on how I was able to use this information about operant conditioning or instrumental conditioning to re- calibrate, re-change my whole relationship to food, okay? 
because that is how I don't fluctuate in weight anymore because I've reprogrammed all of that based on what I used to have, which was a reward-based relationship to food. And most people will operate this way because children are usually rewarded when they behave well. And most of us were rewarded with food when we behaved well, okay? So most of us, that's why when I say emotional eating and we say pretty much all of us emotional eat because all of us at some point in time at a young age when our subconscious mind was still forming between the ages of zero and seven, we were all rewarded with a food that we like, okay? So we quickly associated good behavior with food reward, okay? I, I mean, tell me if you've never been rewarded with food as a child, like all of us were. So therefore, all of us at some point, like we will all have an emotional relationship to hunger. You won't be consciously aware of it, you guys. This is unconscious. And that's why when I say the word emotional eating, a lot of you don't identify with it because it's unconscious. But all of us have a relationship to food that encompasses some aspect of this because that is our, all of us, our relationship to food, even our food preference, even food preference is based on conditioning. Think about a time where you had a bad experience with a certain type of food and now you don't no longer want that food. Okay, that's classical conditioning. Okay, so it's really important to understand that conditioning is your behavior and conditioning is what your subconscious mind is made up of as well. Okay, so the way your automatic behaviors are based on your conditioning. Your habits are based on your conditioning. If you want to change your habits, you have to understand your conditioning. Otherwise, you're going around in circles and you'll never, like I said, you're using 5 to 10% of your brain when there's another 90% working against you. Okay? So here are some like examples of reward-based things that we've learned around food from a young age. So like things like offering ice cream when dinner has been eaten, right? Removing a favorite toy from a child when they've behaved badly. Like we even teach a dog to sit by using treats. Like even dogs are emotional eaters, you know? Like it's it's just, it's no, it's not like putting a label on it. Like, oh, we're like emotional eating is this thing to be shameful of. We just have to understand and respect just how much our hunger is interrelated with conditioning. Okay. And it's this complex multi-dimensional perception that you experience. And when we want our hunger to be in alignment with our weight loss goals, we just change that conditioning. That's what I did, you guys. Now all, and what is alignment, you guys? What is alignment? Alignment isn't just, I'm happy all the time. 
that's not a true representation of alignment. You're not ever going to be happy all the time, okay? What alignment means is that your belief systems match up the reality you want to experience. So therefore, the emotions that you elicit around food and weight Because your belief systems and your thoughts are in alignment with your desire, you don't experience difficulty around it. There's no like there's no automatic responses of this is hard or I just somehow can't seem to get what I want or nothing's just lining up for me just to get what I want. And it's just somehow I always need to be doing something or putting in effort in a way that feels like I'm pushing against it's not, it, it should feel like downstream the way that Abraham Hicks describes it, right? Okay, anyway, you guys, I don't want to take too long on this episode, but really, I hope that makes you understand a little bit more about how your hunger, right? And the process of why it's not perhaps in alignment with your weight goals. And it's because hunger your experience of hunger is very complex and multi-dimensional and dates back to your childhood okay and the best way for you to have full control over your weight whether you have a weight loss goal whether you have an issue with weight fluctuations and you're just trying to learn to have more stability and improve your relationship to food you have to look and understand the relate the relationship between what what is your hunger what is your actual hunger coming from and digging deeper into not just the emotions but the the different things that cause that cause you to do what you do basically why do you do what you do it's not just emotional but that is also part of it so anyway you guys I'm really going to go deeper into this subconscious aspect that I'm talking about and the self-sabotage that many of you are struggling with in terms of gaining the weight back in my free training series. So please register and I mean go do it right now because I'm literally not going to be able to remind you again because it's happening next week and I may or may not have another podcast episode between now and then. So nodietbabe.com slash self-sabotage. Literally stop what you're doing right now and sign up because it's a free training that's valued at $197. You guys, you're getting it for free, but you're only going to be able to access it if you register and you're only going to be able to access it for 24 hours after you I actually record it live. You can come live or you can watch the replay, but it's only going to be available for free for that amount of time. So make sure you sign up. Okay. All right. Anyway, you guys, I love you. Make sure you're following my Instagram stories because we've been diving into some amazing content there in terms of this subconscious work as well. Um, So make sure you're following along. Make sure you are tuning in. And I love you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to leave me an iTunes review. Don't forget to follow this podcast for more uplifting teachings to come. 
for more tips, inspiration, and teachings, come follow me on Instagram at No Diet Babe or check out my website, nodietbabe.com. Until I see you next time, babes, lots of love.